I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The thing about hip-hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. What up, y'all? It's your man Manny Faces live and direct from Newark, New Jersey, Brick City in the house. The third day, the third iteration of this wildly ambitious and insane project called Hip Hop Can Save America Live. Uh, it's like next we're going to do Hip Hop Can Save America on ice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here we are every day trying to take the podcast that I've been delivering for a number of years uh, through the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy, uh, Hip Hop Can Save America, which is uh, always a great collection of interviews, a little bit of commentary from side to side, from time to time, uh, but uh, interviews with individuals and organizations or representing organizations that are using hip-hop, music, and culture in innovative, inspiring, and sometimes surprising ways to uplift humanity, improve humanity. So sometimes that's an artist that's, you know, doing something as an artist would do. Sometimes it's an educator that's bringing hip-hop into the classroom or using it in a mental health counseling sessions or using it to put young people on to the uh, concepts of uh, science and technology that they might not have access to in their schools. There's a million different ways. I'm going to have a million episodes by the time I'm done. But uh, so that's my job is to translate those stories to the public, to the people, those that know about hip hop and want to be reinforced that it's not just, you know, uh, withering away on a vine, so to speak. And also, especially to people that think that hip hop is, uh, has less than desirable uh, characteristics. And we're here to tell them that what you're, uh, you know, not to be mean, but maybe your limited knowledge or uh, experience with hip hop that is deeper than, than that iceberg might show. So that's my job. I do appreciate you for listening, for tuning in live, especially if you're listening on the podcast app. It's not something you're used to. You're used to these full length sit downs. You do get a bonus because I'm doing the lives Monday through Thursday, the month, entire month of September. And then Friday, a traditional long-form sit-down interview is going to appear magically uh, on your podcast feed. So even if you don't like the daily, man, I don't like man. He just talks and talks and talks. Fine. Just wait till Friday. But don't unsubscribe. That'd be crazy. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, the sponsors that are helping out uh, make this possible, um, some of which 
needs to be y'all. So we're going to talk about that. But uh, thanks to Funkadelic Studios. Uh, if you're in the New York City area, right in Times Square, if you're a musician, uh, an artist, uh, you may have heard of Funkadelic Studios. You may have walked through the doors of Funkadelic Studios. Recording studio, rehearsal space, great friend to the independent music community in New York City and around surrounding areas. Back open. Back open. Uh, pandemic you know, uh, uh, re-emerging from the pandemic, re-emerging from all this n- craziness, uh, high-tech disinfectants and making sure that everything is safe, limited capacity, all that. So if you do have that itch, that urge, that need, that that you need that uh, you need that hit, that musical uh, hit to get back in in the in the booth or get back uh, in the rehearsal space, the recording studio, Funkadelic Studios in New York City is your friend and like i said back open so do check them out if you have been paying attention this live screen action looks dope this podcast sounds great it's edited well afterwards you know it looks super spectacular it's all because of me mainly uh and my and a little bit of help i'm getting uh but produced by many faces media so if you have podcast needs or live stream needs you know holler at yeah, man. Um, thanks. Special thanks to associate producer Cindy on the hookup and uh, OG associate producer Summer. Let's get into it, y'all. I want to tell you one thing first, and then we're going to c- go to our uh, amazing guest. The reason why I'm doing this, the reason why up there somewhere, wherever on the screen, I can't somewhere right there is a Patreon account. I usually forget to ask for this, uh, but I am bringing it up at the beginning. I don't want you to leave now to do it. So remember to do it later. That'd be awesome. Patreon.com slash Manny Faces pays for the subscriptions and all the things that are needed, the equipment and all that jazz. But more importantly, I want to show you why I could use some assistance. Obviously, what I'm doing is pretty clear. I got these guests. We're telling these stories. I'm creating space and it's very valuable, I think. This young lady that you're looking at on the screen, Rawa Habti, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name. I just, I don't know her. I just came across her. This was published on the Seattle, South Seattle Emerald on August 31st. So podcast listeners, you're not seeing it, but it's an article on SouthSeattleEmerald.com. Uh, I'm just going to read you the beginning. It says Rawa, uh, Rawa, pa- Rawa passed away. Okay. And she's from Seattle. And this is the editor who wrote a remembrance of her on the SouthSeattleEmerald.com website and then collected a bunch of sort of testimonials from people who knew her. Uh, and I, I want to say this. Uh, so I just came across this. I'm reading from it now. This is written by Naomi Ishisaka. It says, Rawa was truly one of a kind. She was a person who you had to experience to truly appreciate her brilliance, humor, and warmth. Her ability to create spaces and connections that transcended barriers was unlike anyone else. Whether cultivating the hip-hop scene, making space for women and queer trans uh, people of color artists, advocating for raising the minimum wage or immigrant rights, Rawa was always on the side of the people in justice. While most people know her for her groundbreaking work creating Hidmo, uh, I knew her as my best friend and the person whose analysis, wit, and integrity I turned to most. Her loss is a grievous one for us all. And then there's a bunch of testimonials. And then there's another article that I found about her, uh, specifically to how she curated this wonderful hip-hop scene in Seattle. I think South Seattle, I guess. I never heard of her. I don't know her. I'm sure some of the people in Seattle absolutely know what I'm talking about. Just like when I drop a lot of New York references, you know, sometimes across the country, we don't know. You won't find her obituary. You won't find her story here, written about her and her passing on any hip-hop media site. Yet she was an integral part of hip-hop in a very, you know, populous 
part of the nation. You won't see her work being covered while she was alive on some of those media outlets. And I'm not judging, although I'm judging, but I'm not. I'm just saying this is the kind of work that I've been working to share for the past 12 some years. This is an outlet where we will talk about the raw Wahhabtis of the world in their passing, unfortunately, but also giving them roses while they're here, which is why I said I'm going to do 16 guests in one month live. It's very time consuming and it costs a little bit. If you want to help support this, uh, this, uh, this endeavor, patreon.com slash many faces. I'm very transparent. You know where it goes. It all goes to this. So that's that. But I wanted to, at the same time, shout out this uh, wonderful uh, soul who uh, apparently did great things. I just came across this. I'm going to spend a lot of time researching her. And I'm trying to say this is why we do this. Um, it's kind of weird asking for support on the backs of that. But it really is about giving roses. And I don't think anyone else is doing it like, like we're trying to do it. So once again, thank you for that. And shouts to everyone uh, in, in Seattle uh, for this uh, for this loss. These are the stories we're telling here on Hip Hop Because Save America. So, that all being said, one of the uh, fantastic people who agreed to come here and uh, talk with us and with you is with us. Uh, I will cut to him in a second. Uh, I've known this uh, young man for quite some time, both in and out of the music scene, uh, very much. And I could do I could interview this cat every six months and he'd have something new and spectacular to talk about uh that really blows people's minds uh so with that said let's talk to my man my mellow adam seven hold on i can't hear you i can hear you now talk yeah. <laughs> that was good manny <laughs> you know you see what's going on here man it's nuts so i apologize yeah. for that. How, how are you sir blessings to you and i'm glad to see you yo love and light i'm doing pretty pretty well um, how about yourself? How are you and the little one? <laughs> you know, as as I guess as best as could be uh, expected in these times. You know, she's got her distance learning kicked off, and uh, you know, we're we're plugging along. Everyone's healthy and safe. You know, for the most part, close to us. So, you know, I got I gotta say, every time I catch you posting about her, it, it gives me so much hope. You know what I mean? There's a lot of uh, noise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, between social media and media, and just energy you know yeah. but every time i check in i know the root of where she's from she's from really good stock it's like <laughs> love energy and it's hip-hop you know what i'm saying so I'm baby girl like, faces oh. she got her own hashtag she's <laughs> out here i gotta be able i gotta have an image i can cut to her whenever someone right? brings her up someone <laughs> brings her up I, i'll be seeing, seeing people i haven't seen in years they're like how's baby girl faces um, you know <laughs> so uh thank you for asking uh she's doing yeah. well and i hope the family and extended family is doing well you know i know the family so you know much love. uh so pleasantries aside um, you really do a lot of things. You have a long storied history when it comes to hip hop, yeah. uh, for sure, and artistry uh, attached to hip hop. You know, I didn't want to sit in and read a bio, but we'd be here for hours if you talked about everything you did. Uh, what's the elevator pitch when someone says, "Oh, you do hip hop? What do you? What have you done?" <laughs> um, man, I mean, I, I was born into it, and essentially, when I was old enough. Uh, a few of my buddies at, at Hunter College, we created the Grassroots Artists Movement, which is a hip hop union that got people free legal, dental um, advice and radio play um, back in 2001. Mm. And we, we founded that union with um, M1 of Dead Prez and we had really, really strong um, 
support from Immortal Technique. And we just were about educating independent artists from New York, Philadelphia, to as far as Nigeria, um, how to get their foot in on the indie side of hip hop music business, yeah. um, kind of forge ahead and push their messages forward. And that gave birth to like, you know, Majesty and Hassan Salam and Final Outlaw and countless other artists that have really put it down. Um, yeah. And outside of that, music producer, um, visual artist, MC, and just uh, hip hop ambassador, man. That's yeah. And yeah. Dave, I love that you mentioned the names that are, you know, back in 2001, you said, but way back then. And yeah. it's artists that everyone knows. Yeah. And the reason why, and, and artists that didn't get, you know, they don't have Def Jam, Sony, you know, Columbia, you know what I mean? Like they put it down on an independent tent, made a living, continue to make music, travel the world, speak on issues of importance to the community. Yeah. And, and a lot of that started from the root right there that you were involved in. So, and of course, how many artists has Im the immortal techniques and the dead presence of the world <laughs> inspired, right? <laughs> so, so just that DNA that you done sprinkled across the, uh, you know, the, uh, the hip hop world is crazy. Uh, you've had a couple of uh, incarnations before on the artist tip, just so people know <laughs> you have some formerly known as. Yeah. Um, my first name was Ravage, which means restore artistic vision and growth everywhere by destroying convention. So that was my inception into hip hop music. And my whole thing was to be disruptive because I'm not necessarily a fan of like corporate corporatizing hip hop culture. So I was very disruptive, thus the formation of the grassroots artist movement. Right. And then um, I, I was running with Rodan at the time and he gave me the name G Mecca, which is Mecca Godzilla. Um, and I, you know, I was in a, a rap crew for a little while. Um, and then I, I just took my, 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 artistry to Japan to just reset. Uh, still a lot of noise in, in the U.S. for me. Right, and right, uh, right. a few years uh, after my trips to Japan, uh, Toho, the Japanese Godzilla company, sent me a letter. And they're like, <laughs> in, a, in a very Japanese way, this is how Japanese people say no. They're like, right. um, we know that you've been using the name and you can still use the name, but you, your fan base just cannot grow. <laughs> so, and they were like, if your fan base grows, uh, we may have to take legal action. And I was like, oh, that was a very nice way of saying That's stop it. using the name. <laughs> so I had to reinvent. So it's almost, almost Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you got to school me on that yeah. later. I'm not sure. It's very polite. They're very polite yeah. in Canada. They're like, hey, listen, um, we don't want to sue you for your entire life's work. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, um that was, that was kind of like the biggest high five that I've ever gotten as far as validation. Like Godzilla tried to crush me, son. So uh, you out. And let's, I, and let's, let's just say the shirt of the day. I appreciate you, bro. That was one of my shirts. The rising sun, the Mecha Godzilla. My favorite. Sun. If you have any more, this one's kind of ragged. It's been a while. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the stores unit. You know that Soho saw that shirt online and that's how they hit me up. Uh, it's probably me with my fabulous uh, following that they told me stop growing. Um, so I guess yeah. just to cap all the, the AKAs, I had to reinvent. Um, so instead of, you know, the community giving me a name, I had to choose a name. So it was a mix between Atum Ra, um, Adam, which is, you know, like from the Christian lineage, like Garden of Eden Adam. Um, and also the Adam itself, um, 
which is one of the building blocks of, of life here, you know? So I just mix it up and I got <laughs> Adam seven, which is a dream university manifested to the power of the universe. You mm. know what I mean? So that's, that's my name. The X appears in some of your social media, just so people know out, out the gate, Adam seven X. Does the yeah. X have significance or is it just? So, um, I mean, I've tapped into all levels of spirituality. Um, Indeed. I'm not Muslim, um, but the X is a play on exponent. Right. Oh, okay. Right. To so the X power. To the, the X. X the X the power. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I know you by all your names. <laughs> we know our government names on top of that. So <laughs> we know all the names. Yes. Uh, I thank you for that. I want to start off. Well, we started already, but I want to cut to something that I found. Uh, you recently posted. This is timely. And this is what we get with live. When I do you know, interviews, sometimes they don't come out for a month. This is timely. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, meant something to all of us, to a lot of people, and, and some more than others, some with different, uh, in different ways. Uh, you penned a tribute. Yeah. Uh, to, I'm trying yeah. to call it up, but I, I'm not uh, able to do it. Hang on. Okay. I want the folks to, uh, I want the folks to see this. Just bear with me, y'all. This is technology on the go. <laughs> Let's go, Manny. <laughs> you know I mean, but I want them to see this um, because I, I found that you were. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Be, maybe I will be able to pull it up. Uh, I, I found that you wrote a tribute uh, online. Yeah. And explain the tribute. Explain why you felt that was sort of necessary. What the passing of this uh, incredible talent and uh, really inspirational figure meant to you, uh, man. Uh... I remember, uh, I think, I think one thing we can say about, um, you know, the community that identifies as African-American is that we're very moved and inspired by seeing ourselves on the big screen or seeing ourselves in a space where we're normally not the hero. We're normally not promoted. Um, and it was just dope for the first time to see like a movie, um, you know, as, as we know, Wesley Snipes kind of, was our first black superhero technically right, right, um, as Blade. Blade. Yeah. But uh, seeing like a, a whole cast, you know, a cast that looked like us, like 90% of that cast was us. Like mm. um, that just had a lot of impact to me. And visually, I just know like the youth uh, seeing that in their subconscious mind, they realize like, yo, there could be a world where like, you know, our communities are self-sufficient and like leading, you know what I'm saying? In spaces yeah. of, technology as well as like being heroes to like you know necessarily push um healing forward for the planet and you know i guess just leading culture you know what i'm saying to, yeah. to help evolve what human existence is here for all of us so i don't know chad's passing was pretty alarming um i've had family members that have passed away from colon cancer um that's something that i've known since age seven all the way up until now I'm um, right. just seeing elders go and people that are not so old go and um yeah. cancer cancer is something that I that um I pivoted into uh a vegan lifestyle in order to make sure that I prevent it in myself as well as like you know help people you know just make healthier pivots in order to stay here longer and healthier, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, well, it, you know, I understand that. Um, we're going to talk about the healthy living, the, the veganism. We're going to talk about that uh, as well. Also, uh, 
but with with uh, Bozeman, uh, the Black Panther movement, as it were, you know what I mean? That whole phenomenon, which uh, for the reasons you mentioned, uh, was just great. That representation. Uh, I love the Shuri um, storyline that's going to emerge from this because I think just oh, yeah. as just as important. Uh, I love the way you know the movie. I, I always talk about intersection of you know hip hop and science and technology and putting people on, and the the way the movie ended with you know that touch of you know science and technology and this could be, <laughs> ah that yeah. was, ah you saw on point. Um, musically, you also had something going on here. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna oh. try to do this underneath. I don't know if you're gonna hear or see this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But let's um, talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, the musical connection you had. So I, I went to see the movie twice. Um, I was so moved by the first time that I had to go see it again. And mm-hmm. um, I literally, after I saw it again, I just started producing because it just made me feel a certain kind of way. And I couldn't really put it into words. So I just had to like sit in front of the keyboard and get the energy out. So um, it was dope because I think a lot of people uh, know that I make music, but they've never seen me do it per se. Right. right. Um, so I had a, a girlfriend at the time um, and she was staying with me and she watched me create um, all of these tracks live in like a span of three days. Like I wasn't coming to bed. I was just staying up and like creating. And it was like my way of um, showing love to the energy and getting the energy out in tribute to the film and everything that I saw there. Right. Um, so I made a uh, tributes to uh, uh, Nakia in the film um, and Princess Shuri in the film, um, which is Leticia Wright. Um, yeah, I just I just kind of went off and just showed love to the women in the film. And uh, last point was um, there was a there was a way of trying to mix uh, New York New York boom bap with the current trap um, sound. You know what right. I mean? So right. I made sure that this was. 808 heavy, which is originally roots of hip hop culture anyway, the 808. Yeah, sure. Um, as well as I intertwined it with boom bap and just try to de- deconstruct boom bap and track together to make like a a very art piece, artsy piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, um, indeed. Last point that I'll say is um, it was dope because one of the last tracks is called No Filter and it has like a very Wu Tang RZA S type of vibe, and when I saw the film, like it just made me feel very, like, a little bit edgy and just very New York somehow. Even mm. though it was a very African-driven film, and then right. uh, once once Chadwick was doing interviews talking about what he was listening to as he's training, he was like, Nas, the whole Liquid Swords. I was like, of course, of you know course. what I'm saying? Like that's what I felt. I felt that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I produced the way that I did. So many huge thanks for bringing that up, man. It's no, no, I, special to me. I, I love the project. I tried to get it in here. It was too loud. It, it was drowning you out. I'll <laughs> fix it for the podcast, but they won't yeah. even know. Uh, so reminding to the audience that, you know, we're doing this live, so bear with us. Uh, but these uh, interviews will be available on a podcast as well. So Nice. Uh, so for that, uh, just to, as we just to, as we're taking a break, uh, for those of you maybe just tuning in, we are Hip Hop Can Save America live. The podcast doing it live. We've been doing it as a podcast. We are live for the month of September, Monday through Thursdays, with a special Friday bonus just for the podcast feed. You can find us here at 1 p.m. Eastern, wherever you're finding me now. Find me again next week, Monday through Thursday, for the entire month of September with a special guest every day. Our special guest today, his current name 
is Adam Seven, uh, but he's he is no uh, no new jack to this game. We talked about the fact that he's been doing music and artist advocacy for decades now, even though he looks like he's eighteen. Uh, but he's been doing this for decades and uh, getting into uh, production, much more production. Some things that are licensed, I think. Uh, you've definitely had an international touch, so your yeah. music is 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 uh, revered throughout different parts of the world as well um your travels real quick uh spent a lot of time in japan had a, had a big connection to the to the people and culture of japan what has that provided you as an artist you know young artists i got to travel to Lyon, france uh, a few wow. years ago it was my first time out of the u.s except for mexico and except for the kind of touristy places in mexico <laughs> um and canada toronto which doesn't doesn't really count Lyon was something different. That was France. That was old France. That was small town, small city France. Wow. And I just, I got this great perspective about how people outside of the United States respect art, maybe because it's an older culture, uh, you know, older citizenry. Mm-hmm. And there could be hip hop in the middle of the town square, which, which happened uh, for as part of a festival, uh, Le Original, I can't speak French, uh, festival, uh, JM. <laughs> and, uh, I heard it enough while I was there. Uh, and JM, this was years ago, uh, but they brought me out and, and it was town square filled with hip hop and the townsfolk, it was Easter Monday. Apparently that's a thing in Europe that you actually take off the day after Easter, everything shut down. So it's yeah. Easter Monday, people, you know, at pubs surrounding this public square, and hip hop, graffiti artists being painting on these giant, you know, plywood murals. DJ Babu from the Beat Junkies up on the balcony of the 600 year old building that used to be like the king's other house. You know what I mean? Playing hip hop to the crowd. And what I saw was a bunch of people surrounding Leonese, you know, regulars, locals that may not have been into hip hop. They didn't. They weren't out there like dancing. There was a breakdance cipher. They weren't, uh, you know, b boy, b girls rocking. There was a competition. They weren't there. They were kind of on the outskirts, drinking their their beers at like one o'clock in the afternoon in France because it's smoking their cigarettes. That's what they do. And, but they were into it. They were watching it with attention. They were respectful of it, even if they're not hip hop heads. Mm-hmm. I say all that long winded way of saying around the world, hip hop is looked at differently. Your experiences on that phenomenon? Wow. Uh, in Japan, particularly, um, and huge thanks to Divine Life for plugging me into the hip hop scene in Japan in 2005, in summer 2005. Um, I, I know that uh, as an import of culture, the hip hop practitioners that are in these countries take it really serious. Um, and they're really about their craft. Um, and they literally understand like battle culture well, and they know like at any given time, if like they're fronting, like somebody could come for their head. So they're usually experts, even the beginners that I've seen in Japan that are rapping for the first time, like they show up for sound check. They've been practicing for like two to three weeks prior to like, they have it down. And it's Mm. like, it's powerful to see people taking it so serious. I loved the show's out there because um, it will legitimately be a party. DJs right. are tearing up the party, like, you know, their version of Funk Master Flex or whoever. And then <laughs> the MCs will come and rock for like a 15-minute set or a 20-minute set. And then after that, it's back to the party and the MCs are MCing the party. Mm. And I'm just like, 
yo, this is like so different from the way that we throw shows here because right. like they're all in tune. They'll even have dancers come out, like right, they right, just right. put it together. And I'm like, yeah. yo, every single show that I went to was just such an experience, a hip hop culture, like yeah. all the elements together, you know? So it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, man. And it, it gave me a little bit of hope. Um, you know, I was coming back to New York. Um, time is not always on our side. And I was just hoping that like, New York could do some of that similar to the way like Tools of War um, does it uptown. Um, yeah, yeah. But just even a lot more with us, you know, as the younger ones. Yeah. Um, I was just hoping that maybe we can get some shows that are just, the synergy is just a little bit more cohesive. But uh, I, all, all in all, between Japan and Uzbekistan and, and South Korea, um, man, even France, I made it to France and I got to see like, uh, you know, their graffiti museum and stuff like yeah i just love the way that people appreciate the culture and take it serious you know yeah. what I'm uh, shouts to paris france again jm uh who brought me to lyon for the original festival uh was part of a movement that paris the city of paris a lot of people don't know this the city of paris france opened up a hip-hop cultural center in the middle of paris it's like in the middle of their like they have like a sort of an indoor outdoor mall like right in the somewhere in paris i was there uh, I was invited to speak and uh, I got to DJ there. Shouts to uh, <laughs> shouts to uh, Shirt. You know Shirt? The MC named Shirt? No. He's uh, a dude from New York, but he's also in Amsterdam. And he's like, he's all over the world. Uh, but he was out there. I DJed for him. I met Aku and Naru out there. There was a lot of people out there. Point being uh, that they the Paris Paris funded this. Wow. They recognize the, the the importance of, and I see people trying to shout to the Universal Hip Hop Museum and all the things they're trying to build to like provide a legacy for hip hop. And they're like fundraising and doing all these things. And it's like Paris paid for it. Wow. State of the art, bro. Like stages, uh, classrooms, teaching DJ classes, teaching, you know, break, wow. B-boy and B-girling, teaching DJ and turntablism, uh, a lounge, a bar, like, you know, performance space is fantastic. So again, just that, uh, now not to say that, you know, we don't do, we don't have our pockets here in New York. I and mean, we talked yesterday, you know, I uh, was talking a dialect, you know, we talked and we brought up Freestyle Mondays. We brought about, yeah. you know, end of the I week, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah. we have our thing. And again, throughout the country, we just spoke about young lady in Seattle. There's a Seattle scene. There's a lot of stuff in the Bay Area. There's, every city got their own little thing. Atlanta, you know what I mean? But you have that different appreciation over uh shouts to uh mikhail amin in the in the comment section who who blatantly points us at the capitalistic society that we live in in america that it 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 forces out the art the uh you know the artistic nature for the lucrative aspects and and that's to our detriment you'd say yeah man it's man oh that's higher gun right uh yes sir, <laughs> yes, sir. formerly uh, known as yeah oh man uh thank you for sharing that it's it's interesting man because there's a certain resilience in hip-hop practitioners where it's like um even like primo said underground lives forever you know what i'm saying like that undercurrent of realness like right. it doesn't matter how much corporate will try to commodify it it's right, going right. to pop up you know what yeah. i'm saying like we go to africa and the, it there was a i went to niger um with the U.S. Department of State, they sent. I was gonna say, you did next level. Oh, uh, this was different. So next, oh, okay. Level, next level Uzbekistan afforded okay. me this opportunity to go to Niger by myself. You know Got what I'm it. saying? So yeah. I went with a singer, jazz singer, and it was dope because 
it was so organic. The drums were going. And I just picked up the mic and start beatboxing and the girls start dancing. You know what I'm saying? And this is like Naimi Niger. And then it's like, we just have this crazy jam session. And then they pull me to dance and I'm doing like my bootleg, you know what I'm saying? Up rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I can't really get down when I was, you know, a kid is different. I don't practice. So, yeah, you know, yeah. but they loved it. You know what I mean? And it just, it's dope. Like, you can't really stamp out the undercurrent and it doesn't matter how much corporate is doing as long as people like yourself um Mikhail, uh Man. myself Ty from the bush uh you know conscious we got cavalier a lot of the younger ones even um kemba you know what i mean like house yeah everybody is is still forging ahead because our roots are strong and that's the that's the one thing like you can do yeah. whatever you want to do on the top as long as the roots are strong it's always going to shine through and people are going to always gravitude more to the realness when they see it you know what I'm saying? i like the analogy because you know leaves fall off every year right but that Fact. tree's still there <laughs> Fact. leaves are gonna fall and then new leaves come and it changes and but right. we here like we are here uh yeah. and and you're part of that that root structure very good point yeah. uh and you also bring up the thing that i touch upon every day this is i mean this is broken record for me um or cd skip or corrupted mp3 however <laughs> wow i love that <laughs> you don't know who's listening right yeah so uh but the repetitive uh thing that i say is that the true power of hip-hop is not at the top it is because and it was because it's what helped branch it out across the world um but before but even then i mean before hip-hop was big on the radio and big on mtv raps it was mixtapes that was carrying hip-hop throughout the world Shouts to the mix. Shouts to the mixtape museum. Uh, so it was. It, it's always been that um, streets, grassroots, word of mouth, hand to hand, staying up from ten in the, at night to two in the morning to tape the only time that radio uh, hip hop would come on the radio in New York City, Red Alert or, or Molly Mall, and make that pause tape and then rock it for yeah. a week. Like it's always been. It's never been the the top. That's that's. Brought the culture forward, uh, and similarly today, when when we talk about people who lament how the mainstream is for whatever, whether you like the music or not, whether you think that it has enough uh, messaging, you know, in it, like you know, you go back to Public Enemy and Poor Righteous Teachers, and everyone's on the radio and Karis One and Queen Latifah, and now they don't have that. Fine, I understand that argument, but at the same time, that work that you talk about, those names that are not at the top are still doing the work. Yeah. And that work is just as important and perhaps even more influential. Mm. Maybe mm. not as widespread or as mainstream, but in pockets. Mm. Uh, so I talk about that with how social justice can work and how the work we do with Newsbeat and, you know, uh, even as hip hop theater, it's not all about Hamilton. Like, it's, you know what I mean? And with you again, now I'm segueing, long winded segue. Uh, <laughs> when you talked in the beginning about healthy living, healthy eating, uh, you've always been an in shape dude. Uh, you've always been, you know what I mean? Like that's always been a part of your, you know, your lifestyle, the way you present yourself. Uh, it's very annoying, uh, by the way, for <laughs> um, how ridiculously chiseled you look, you know, like you're doing this on, I could do that too in the, in the interview. I could take my shirt off too, but you know I mean? I don't want to distract from the guest, but, uh, it's always been part of your thing and, uh, respectfully so. Uh, lately you've been, again, living a vegan lifestyle, changing it up a little bit more. And that is super influential, I think, to other people who are now starting to say, especially during pandemic, like, I gotta, 
look at how I'm living. I got to eat better, sleep more, stress, all the things. So mm-hmm. I think it's super important. The real reason, like, again, all these other things are amazing to spread. But tell me more about your uh, your work in this field, uh, the, uh, the, the festival that you were a part of, and just you as a person, as an artist, to try to live and feel and last. Man, thank you for that. Um, if I could veggie back and kind of rewind to, like, a, a prior point. Yeah, yeah about um hip-hop culture and how like you know the undercurrent really dictates and pushes culture forward like we create it yeah. um it's, it's actually like um almost like a great example for life right now too you know like on our day-to-day we kind of lost sight of our connection you know what i'm saying as you know if people see each other as human beings and not just as like you're in my way to the top so I can be aligned with the top that doesn't care about me. Right. Like we would have a lot, uh, we would have a greater human experience here. Um, and that's one thing I love about hip hop culture is we have forged ahead all over the world. It's in every single language. Our brothers and sisters are all subgroups, black, brown, you know, yellow, red, everything on this planet. That's us. And if somehow, you know, the rest of the world can get it. You know what I mean? Like we would realize, you know, the fight is not on a ground level. It's really at the top. And there's only a few people at the top that are a few groups at the top that are controlling the narrative and we yeah. can actually control it ourselves. Yeah. Hip hop's changed every aspect. There's not an aspect yeah. of humanity that you can't say was somehow influenced from politics down to lingu- linguistics to fashion. That's, you know, we're preaching to the choir here, but I right. do hope that people who aren't familiar with this concept are listening. Because what yeah. you say rings true, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, so we just got to remember, we push the culture forward. We push our lives forward. And that comes down to just a lot of humility. And what I, what I love about hip hop culture is um, it, uh, it increases social literacy between different groups. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're socially literate, yo, he's, he's, he's from the same hood I'm from. He just happens to be Filipino, I'm about to try to take this dude's heads off. And this dude might, you know, bust out some like Kali Screamer shit in his B-boy shit and like fuck you up. You know what I mean? But it's like <laughs> right. the same struggles, you know, and yeah. hip hop bridges that gap of social literacy, which I love, you know, and that's again, our societies as a whole are missing that. And hip hop brought that. You know what I mean? So um shot Going to the vegan stuff where you got some. <laughs> no, I, I, I do know what you mean. You know, it's funny. At the end of the podcast, I usually say, all right, this podcast is named Hip Hop Can Save America. And what do you think when you hear that? Why should hip hop be at the table and, you know, and helping to improve humanity? You already answered the question without me asking it. Oh, broke it down. <laughs> along, that, along those lines is that we can affect change in every aspect of humanity. And when we do it with a positive intent, when we do it with trying to improve lives and livelihoods and communities, as we see with hip hop education, as we see with hip hop and STEM, as we see with hip hop and mental health uh, therapy, there's receipts. We're not this. By the way, we're not making this up. This isn't this isn't theoretical. There are receipts. That's why I'm interviewing people that have been doing it for years. Like, yeah, of course it works because we know why it works. You just talked about why it works. Similarly, as we see a movement starting to bubble with people in general trying to live better, eat better you know, survive better. Hmm. Uh, we see it being led in some aspects, in some pockets by hip hop minded folks. Again, it's not, you don't have to have a, a vegan rap song 
You know what I mean? But but artists know how to get messages across, and it doesn't always have to be top 40 radio or whatever. You're right. doing some of that, some of the efforts you're doing personally as to how you got into this lifestyle on a more significant level. And then, yes, specifically about like uh, the Vig Fest and, you know, other things that you got working on. Um, I think uh, uh, 2014 was a critical year for me. Uh, I got diagnosed with like a, a small illness um, that a doctor said I couldn't get rid of. And um, that was really hurtful, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you spend you spend time with people that you really care about and you think that you're being safe and then, like, you just end up not being safe, you know what I'm saying, on the health tip, you know? <laughs> so uh, I remember, what you know, I went into a clinic and, and the doctor is very much in tune with Western medicine. I just remember the look on her face and the aggressive push of, like, you got to take drugs and... I was just like, nah, I'm not like I did. Something didn't resonate in my soul. So I went on uh, a few months uh, study and I came across James Kill's diseases on YouTube. And then, you know, it's, it's a really cool salesy type of white guy that was talking about the power of oil of oregano. Right. And then um, I was like, oh, snap. So then that led me to Dr. Sebi. And then um, I started studying Dr. Sebi's work, lectures, and then it led me to Left Eye. And I was like, oh, snap, like Left Eye went to him for healing. Um, rest in peace. And then uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jackson, there's quite a few people that went to him for healing, right? And I was like, damn, I wonder if Magic is here because of Sebi. Like, Magic looks amazing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something works. <laughs> right? So, um, I decided to do more research and it came down to just detoxing. So I was like, all right, if I detox my body, can I just keep eating plants? You know, I really love chicken. I really love red meat. I'm O positive. So like my blood type can handle meat well, you know? Um, but I stuck to my regimen and I noticed that, you know, I was, I was cutting weight and getting chiseled naturally. And I was like, yo, let me start working out. Great. And more chisel. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> shout out to large even, pro for the state chisel song man even like, more chisel great <laughs> this is what we need thanks um and I, I realized that my physical uh the things that i was dealing with physically were also things that i was dealing with spiritually and mentally so i started getting more into my mental health and grounding myself spiritually so i started reading a lot more and just working on my mental health and, you know, watching like anti-narcissism videos and like meditation stuff. And I just started a daily practice because I was in a, a low space. Again, I, was, I had a disease that I couldn't get rid of. Right. Um, and it just doesn't make you feel good as a person. And, you know, I was a little bit lost back then. So fast forward a year later, I was in, I was 100% clear of the disease that I had. And, you know, I, I started getting into calisthenics and working out. And as a man, you know, I will say this to the men and women watching, um, men are very exterior and, you know, women are very interior. They can be exterior as well. As men, like sometimes we have to physically do stuff in order to balance out our energy, our testosterone. So for me, that was calisthenics. For others, it's it's rapping and doing stuff, but we had to be way more physical so that the, the combination of being um, way more physical with calisthenics um, and staying on like a, a really dope daily meditation and journaling yeah. uh, regimen and then just eating plants uh, allow me to just 
be a lot more zen and kind of look at all the problems in life as like the sky to the clouds you know the clouds are there rain birds all that shit's in the sky but sky is you know tries to be as consistent as possible as you know um i can't front uh this pandemic shook all of that so i'm getting back to be in the sky but uh (laughs) hey (laughs) it happens to the best of us brother (laughs) yeah man and then lastly many in 2018 um you know, I, I was a part of the Black Veg Fest team founded by Omawali uh, Adewale. Omawale. Um, yes. Who's, here. <laughs> who's also uh, the head founding member of the Grassroots Artist Movement, which is our hip-hop union from 2001. So it comes full circle, don't it? Secretly, Game was behind the Black Veg Fest. Um, and we had uh, over 6,000 people that came through to the Weeksville Heritage Center and the Kingsborough Projects. Uh, in 2018 in Brooklyn yes and we had countless vendors we had speakers from all over the world Um, Tori Washington who trained Thor um, who's a vegan bodybuilder came out we had um, Body by Bernhard Stick from Dead Press spoke Uh, Dr. Milton Mills from What the Health on Netflix came to speak Um, MC Gray who's known for the the vegan uh, Thanksgiving song you know what I'm saying Gray came out. I, just, I did say at the beginning, it doesn't have to be a, a vegan song, but there are vegan songs. So yeah, no, no disrespect. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be that, but they, that's good too. So we had I remember that. That's funny. a combination. Oh man, Queen Afua. Um, we just had a combination of amazing men and women who are leading in this health and wellness space of plant-based vegan food that yeah. were Black people. And it was a, a Black... Fe- it was almost like the Wakanda of... <laughs> Vegan festival. I, I was gonna say it goes back to your very <laughs> early point about chat with Bozeman and 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 the whole Black Panther <laughs> phenomenon. It's like yeah. representation matters. Yes. Yeah. And it was it was it wasn't exclusive either. So we welcomed. Right. Of course. And it was dope. We had everybody out there. Every subgroup you could literally think. inviting everyone to the barbecue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's something I'm passionate about, and it, it was yeah. a cross section between hip hop and vegan food. It was a hip hop festival too. So. I like well. There's always gonna be hip hop, um, and, and I like that. Look, I'm skeptical about some. Look, I'm I'm not a big Western medical fan guy, but I donated a kidney a year and a half ago. Oh my god, man! Come on, right? Man. Come on, man. So that couldn't have happened, you know what I mean? With oregano oil, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> like that's, we need, that's a good point. That being said, yeah. I am absolutely, uh, you know, in the. Uh, supportive of people who are researching and finding different ways that are outside of the traditional medical medicine that I've seen the receipts. What you're saying resonates, um, whether it's a particular person that could be controversial or not or whatever. The trick is find what works for you. Yes. I think pay attention to all the different elements and, and, and how they come together. Uh, you said it's a mixture of what I eat, but also how I think and how I act and I just I think that everyone who at least tries to work on those areas is mm-hmm. leaps and bounds ahead of anyone who doesn't. Oh, uh, so whether it's a big you know deep dive into all the possible you know uh, alternatives, you know, or just saying, man, I gotta I gotta go for a walk. Yes, man. It's like yeah. that's it's it's okay. It's yeah. great, to, but it's great to have people in your position that we already know and trust and love because of your artistry and, you know, your soul speaks louder than your voice. Wow, appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, for those who know you and, and have been attached to you. Uh, so when we see you do something, we, we take it serious and we do look. And I know that there are people looking at you 
who don't look like me, but look like you and who are saying, man, this is, this, this really resonates with me. So I respect and love you for that work. Uh -huh. um, Black Veg Fest is an ongoing thing. Uh, Black Veg Fest is ongoing. Veg Fest. I say Veg uh, Fest. I wasn't okay. sure. <laughs> um, we did Veg have Fest. A, a rally this year um, in Brooklyn. Obviously, the mayor shut down festivals right. this year, so we couldn't have the big one. But we look forward to 2021 and the possibilities of doing the festival again. But this, this year was our third year. Yeah. Um, and Growing and getting bigger. And yeah, so it'll come so back with a vengeance. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of online presences. I know it's uh, Black Veg Fest on Instagram and such. So people who are interested in in this can follow it. And of course, then you, I would imagine, are sharing uh, information, resources. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you want to try to learn more about the lifestyle, yeah? Definitely. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a combination of um, animal wellness because part of the vegan uh, journey is also right. just animal rights as well. So like that was something I wasn't really big on, but as you stop doing certain things with food, you realize like, yo, some of the animals are being abused. Right. Uh, it well, wasn't your, it wasn't your way in. Like for a lot of people, yeah. it's their way in. Yeah. Nah. Right? You were more like on the health conscious tip, yeah, the but then that's like a great side effect. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And right. it, it just makes you a lot more aware of like, you know, some of the brutality that happens in, um, one thing, one thing I'll say is, uh, in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, there was a big, uh, part of the conversation about Chinese wet markets, you know? Right. And, yo, not for nothing, but the American factory farms are in direct parallel to those wet markets. And if you watch things like the Matrix.com, um, the Matrix, not Matrix, Matrix, you'll see like um, their bacteria and microorganisms that are becoming resistant to the antibiotics that, you know, the right. cows and the pigs are being fed. And that's how these viruses evolved to be so strong, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. So whether it was China or America, the possibilities of things even happening here, you know, right. if we don't, if, 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 if politicians don't take that part serious, right. all the people that are still eating meat and fish, we could be in for a really big situation. You know? uh, we, 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 we about to get Joe Rogan-ish on this podcast. Now we talking like, yeah. you know, like, but at the same time, there's also been connections to climate change that have been tied to the advancement of pandemic-like viruses and pandemic-like yeah. situations. So yeah. there are other factors. Uh, again, it comes down to policy. It comes down to people caring about these issues and yeah. not just worried about pure profit. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, you, sir, um, as being someone that has, uh, from the very beginning of this conversation, the very, very beginning of your career, I think focused more on the people than the profit. Totally. But but through that, I think you've had, led a profitable life. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak to your bank account, but I, I can, you know what I mean? Yo, it's crazy. I got the crazy come up during the pandemic, man. Like, Listen, there's, there's opportunity <laughs> when, when, you know, when things are down. Listen, and, and, that's, and then you don't have to be, a, I was just saying yesterday, I know one really rich guy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I know one really rich guy. I know a bunch of people that are, I, you know, they're good. Yeah. They, you know, they're better than me. I yeah. ain't nowhere near nothing. But I know one guy who's super rich. Yeah. And through him, I learned uh, that opportunity is always to be found during downturns. There's always yeah. financial, economic, personal uh, opportunity during downturns. It's business. Buy low, sell high. It's like the one-on-one wow. -on -one of investments, right? Yeah. And so we could find, and it doesn't matter if it's money. I'm doing this. I was doing a regular ass podcast. And now I'm like, let me, I'm oh, home. Yeah. I got nothing else to do. That's not true. I got work to do, but you know what I mean? And let's tell more stories. So if you're coming up in the pandemic, that's great. There are people who aren't, 
and I and I understand that and I get that. Uh, but always look for opportunities. They might be there. Yeah. You got to get past that stress and that uh, I'm losing it. I can't pay my rent. I understand all that. There yeah. might be opportunities out there for you. Yeah, man. I, a lot of those answers come to you. Uh, and apologies for saying this because uh, one of my one of my beginning um, videos when the pandemic happened was I was addressing um, the youth and women that are home with aggressive males that might be abusing them. Big you know problem. I mean? Yeah. So. What I wanted to say was like, yo, in, in stillness, you can get the answer, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or you can you can get a lot of clarity on, on pivots that you can make, but not everyone has the environments where they can be still, you know, whether it's in the house or neighbors. But, you know, if you're if you're in a situation, please, you know, if you if 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 you're able to get into nature just for like a few hours, even if you're like, you know, with the kids too, just get out of the house and try to you know, just be in nature and try to get some stillness as best you can. Yeah. Those answers really, really, they, they download when you're, when you're able to not have the stimulus of like the iPhone and the news and yeah. just noise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, a- yeah. Anecdotally, I agree. I mean, you know, we, we made it a, uh, my little unit here, we made it a, a habit. Like we can't go to indoor places. We can't go to go out to eat, whatever, but we still, I'm in New Jersey now. North mm-hmm. New Jersey, but within 45 minutes of me are trails and mountains and oh, you know, so, so we're uh, like, let's go so for a walk. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? So baby girl faces is like, oh, we're going on an adventure. Like she calls it adventure walks. <laughs> like, we're going on an adventure, and then we go like in the waterfalls yeah. or a, a woodpecker or something. So just I like, saw I, you. I, I saw you testify. Posted a video. You posted a video the other day promoting the podcast walking. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Oh, okay. So I, <laughs> there you go. I live. I live now. I moved in the beginning of the month, and I live now close to a very large park here in Newark. It's called Branchbrook Park. Beautiful park. Great walking, you know, circle. And you're right. I went out. I'm like, I'd be a fool to not take advantage of that. It's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's. I don't have like they may have closed my gym in the building or the. I used to do kickboxing. Shouts to CKO well, uh, in Newark. Yeah, it was dope. I loved it. But you know they're back open now, safe and da da da. But you got to find your ways, and and even if it's you know like I say, even if it's going. My dad uh, had heart issues, and mm. then when, when he had a heart attack, I was like in seventh grade, eighth grade, minor heart attack. Every day for the rest of his life, practically, he would be like, "I'm going for a walk," and he would go for a walk, like through, he'd drive to like downtown. He'd walk the down. We were in Westbury, shouts to Long Island, Strong Island. Uh, right. And he would walk up Post Avenue, right, right, up and down, <laughs> and you know, and then um, and he would always go for then Farmingdale. He would go for a walk. Wow. Now I can't, uh, you know, say this for certain, but I know that he extended his life just yeah. by doing that. Definitely. So Definitely. you know, and in these times, we got to find those things. So it's just a great inspiration to talk to you, man. To to remind myself, and I hope others get this as well. You know, all the things that you do, you really are sort of a a, 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 a leader and a, an influencer in ways that aren't like, you don't have to show your, your abs though, bro. Like, we, but okay, fine. Show them. It's fine. Uh, you, you're very influential. I've always appreciated you for your artistry. I've appreciated you recently for uh, this extra push into healthy, good living. And I appreciate you for all that. Thank you. 
What is on the agenda for you? And then we'll get out of here. Uh, what you got going on now? What do people need to know about? Obviously, Black Veg Fest. You can still Veg Fest. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce it all day. Uh, but it's still available. You know, you're still uh, uh, affiliated with that. Uh, Adam Seven on Spotify, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you just dropped a song with yeah. a couple of dope people. Uh, yeah. What's up with you now and watch the people pay attention to your ass? <laughs> uh, the song I dropped was called, it's called Chariots and it's featuring um, this really dope Filipino um, MC. And I say Filipino because he's, a, he's a, a comic book writer as well. And he's, he's pushing into the comic book space with a comic book called Bayani. Um, okay. How's that spelled? What is that? It's B-A-Y-A-N-I. Got it. And He's basically like rallying the Filipino community around the Filipino superhero. It's almost like he's almost like the Black Panther of Filipino, the Filipino community. Um, yeah. So we collaborated on the song. His name is Mark Teodosio, and we collaborated on the song Chariots. And it's it's just like a, you know, a dream, inspiration, resilience type of song. Um, just showcasing his songwriting and my music production. So I'm pushing that right now. Yeah. Um, I think uh, in, in regards to health, there's this thing called the love frequency um, at four, th 432 hertz. So um, I know Janae Aiko released a project um, where all the songs are 432. So there's a few and I've been working, I've been uh, asking my homie from Dreamville, Mez, just help with the frequencies and stuff and seeing who could help me on the engineering side. But I want to I wanna put out uh, quite a few projects. And this is prior to Janae's drop you know okay um but it's been in the pipeline to release yeah at first janae right <laughs> i mean we're not trying to take nothing away from you but you know it's uh it's in the pipeline to release a all the almighty album with my homie sarah dolly as well as like a few more you know right black eps and singles um just myself rapping and showcasing my skills with these these hertz frequencies that will affect the body in a certain way. And I, if I if I could just add a even a, another point on top of that, there's this thing on YouTube called um, the Rice Experiment. So if you go to YouTube to find it, you could type in the Love Jar Experiment and the Rice Experiment will come at the top. And essentially this guy in 30 days took three jars of rice and the first jar, he screamed at it. The second one, he said love things to. And the third one, he ignored it. And it showed the power of sound, frequency, and intention in 30 days. And in 30 days, the rice that he said love things to, was com it's, you can still eat it. The one that he was hating on was completely right. rotten. And the one that he neglected was halfway rotten. And what happens when you create music from that stance? Yes. You're using frequencies and your words... You can talk about real stuff, but the intent of the words, what does that do to your human, your physical body? What does that do to your spirit? That's the type of music that I'm working on. It's not so easy to create it, but right. um, I'm super excited, especially for the Sire Dolly Almighty album. It's, it's like the best production that I've ever made. And I'm like sitting on it. He's about to start recording. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to give it to the people. You know what I mean? So. Well, we can't. I can't wait to. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but uh, we can't wait to hear that. I, you know, I've always. First of all, I like to subtitle this. Uh, I put it in quotes like someone said it, but I said it. Um, the world's smartest hip hop podcast. Yes. Yeah. And, and thank you for that little last bit there. 
I'm like, that's what we talking about. We mass smart up in here. We talking about frequencies, and we yeah. talk about. Now, I've always suspected. This mm-hmm. is between you and me. No one else. No one else. Listen to this. Uh, that Pharrell wow. got some frequency oh, yeah. insider knowledge because he makes some eargasms. Yeah. He be sneaking frequent. I'm just saying, when you research further, yeah. Pharrell. Because yeah. I'd be like, I shouldn't like this song as much as I do. There's I something there. Yeah, I'm probably, just saying. He probably tuned it to like 432 or something. I think he's tuned yeah. in. Like, he, you, know, <laughs> you might have had it before Janae, but Pharrell might have had it before yeah, all that. of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> I but can't I like all his stuff, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where I didn't even necessarily, the lyrics were whatever. It's, but it was hot, and I'm like it, repeating. I'm like, yo, this is hot. Like, it's it's <laughs> audio, it's audio hypnotism. I'm telling you, uh, frequencies, <laughs> man. I I, I was uh, this is stupid. We're gonna I gotta wrap up. Uh, yeah. I I like the sound of a car backing up over gravel or riding on gravel. Oh, wow. Like wow. for some reason that makes me feel good. I don't know why. Wow. And maybe it takes me back to like a part time when I was young. I heard the cicadas yeah. out here today. And I lived yeah. in downtown North for a little while. Now I live with his trees. And you know, you're a Long Island cat. You know them cicadas in the morning. Like yeah. that's summertime Long Island sound. And I was yeah. like, oh, uh, it's my childhood. But there's something <laughs> about car on gravel. And I don't know. So I've always suspected there's like some frequency <laughs> thing happening there. So please indulge me and find and, and come back to me and tell me more about the frequency work. There's something to that. And I know there's more people out there that know about this stuff, and I'm glad you're on it. Uh, thank you. You're my uh, uh, encyclopedia, Adam. So, <laughs> uh, listen, man, I really thank you. Uh, it's great to talk to you. Uh, you know, you're you're a friend of mine. You're a brother of mine. Uh, I miss seeing you in person, uh, but uh, I, I love seeing you from afar uh, uh, doing all these things. So thank yeah. you for your time, my man. Is there anything else people need to know? Where can they find you? Social websites, all the jazz. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, Manny, thank you for doing what you're doing because uh, your resilience is unparalleled. I don't think uh, the community, and there's a lot of us, I don't think we give you your flowers enough, but your resilience is also pretty inspiring to me, you know, just to like not drop the ball. And I do I do, uh, do my thing as far as trying to maintain my mental health. And a lot of times when I'm low, you know, the resonance of what, you're doing and like i said even just sharing photos with the young one i'm just like yeah man it's just hip-hop you know what i'm saying it just makes <laughs> you, it's it i just you know i just want to big you up for bro you, you've been so consistent bro seriously since my space era bro we take that's it right back. that's right i think he was a top eight <laughs> <laughs> yes. my top. and they don't know the story like how we knew each other but didn't know that we knew each other it's a great it's a wonderful i appreciate the appreciation i appreciate that love man i, I really do we don't hear it enough you know if you're famous you can go on twitter every day and if you filter out the people that hate you you're gonna find a lot of people that are saying they love you when you're when you're just doing the work and you know we don't get that as much and so it does mean a lot to me man i appreciate that yeah man um and you said social? Should I? Yeah, like where people find you? Like you're you're an approachable guy. <laughs> yes. Um, please go to uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's A D U M seven X Adam seven X, and then my website is A D U M seven dot com. And yeah, you'll find like my record label stuff, Manifest Vision stuff. Right. And yeah, man, if you follow me there, you'll you'll see what's up. You know what I mean? DM me, whatever, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. I, I definitely recommend people do that. Obviously, they've already fallen in love with you. They're, they're already adding <laughs> you to their things. So uh, thank you, brother. I really appreciate you. Uh, please come back and talk to me about frequencies. Yeah. Uh, stay healthy. Stay strong. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, if, if my opinion means anything, uh, you do great stuff. I oh, appreciate it. <laughs> so that's all I can say, man. Uh, all right, man. Be safe. And as soon as this thing clears up, let's link it. All right. Love and life, man. bro. Back at you, man. Peace, Peace, brother. There you have it. My man, my mellow, Adam Seven, the great uh, producer, MC, uh, uh, artist. Uh, we didn't talk about cover art. He does cover art. Uh, he's a, a, a fantastically healthy guy. Black uh, Veg Fest. Uh, so many things uh, that you could find if you just follow Adam Seven. Shouts to Day Destino. Shouts to the OG, uh, uh, wonderful uh, associate producer uh, Summer. Shouts to the new NG. So that's like the new G uh, associate producer Cindy on the on the uh, with the help booking and, and getting everything situated in the back end. Shouts to Mikhail Amin. Uh, this brother right here has a big history of being a, a teaching artist, artist activist. Uh, brilliant mind and he's coming up next week i'm not telling y'all who's coming up have you noticed that i'm not telling you who's going to appear if they want to tell you that's cool but i'm not telling you because i want you to tune in and find out if you felt this inspirational motivational conversation touched your spirit there's going to be like 13 or 14 more of these every monday through thursday live hip-hop can save america with me many faces here wherever you're seeing me also available obviously on demand in a video format but also as a podcast so if you do the podcasting and you can't catch these videos subscribe to the podcast they'll all be released we need those numbers the podcast industry is blowing up we do some good stuff let's try to get this popping uh subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app whether it's apple podcast spotify wherever you find um podcast hip-hop can save america go to hip-hop can save america.com slash live and you get all the information about this live stream monday through thursday every uh monday through thursday through the month of september friday a special bonus i got a special bonus i'm not live tomorrow but back on monday uh special bonus dropping tomorrow really great conversation with a really dope uh practitioner of a subset of hip-hop art that you might not think about it on a daily basis, but is absolutely brilliant. You'll love it. So make sure you're subscribing. Shouts to uh, who would I say? Uh, so McCallumine will be on next week. Uh, so there's a there's a little uh, bonus. Day Destino, uh, the, the one of the most incredible uh, people in music. Uh, I have yet to see you perform live. We've got to change that once this whole thing ends. Uh, Shouts to Cindy. Deborah on a check-in. The Mighty Silent Knight, who was our inaugural guest, uh, was in here far beyond. Shouts to Bonfire Radio, far beyond. Everyone, Jay Smooth. Shouts to TK and Conscious. Everybody, I do the Sunday R&B brunch live. I spin. I'm a DJ. We got a great R&B show every Sunday. So if you can't wait to see me again or hear me again, I got you. Sunday, noon, BonfireRadio.com. You can follow me on social media. To find out more, I'm Manny Faces on Twitter, Manny Faces NY on Instagram. Just Google me and the thing you're trying to find me on. I'm there. Uh, I appreciate y'all for your ears. Once again, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. This work is important. I'm trying to do it the best that I can. I want to stay violently independent. I don't want to be on no network. I don't want to be down with nobody else unless they're really paying the money and respecting the creative license. Shouts to Joe Budden, 
leaving Spotify. Shouts to Joe Budden. Respect to Joe Budden. Non-cipher to Charlemagne the God criticizing what Joe Budden is doing. This is Inside Baseball. I'm getting too crazy. All right, listen. We'll be back Monday live here, 1 p.m. Eastern on Facebook and YouTube. Available as a podcast. If you know me, if you see me, just hit me up and say hi and say I love what you're doing. I hate what you're doing. I respect what you're doing. You need to do this instead. I love y'all. I'm out of here. See y'all Monday. Special bonus tomorrow on the podcast feed. And then Sunday, the RB brunch on Bondfire Radio. BondfireRadio.com. It's your man, Manny Faces. Hip hop can save America, y'all. Peace. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, aka the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com. Filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip-Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours. 